Good morning, Holland Chapel. Pastor Roger here to greet you for this morning's uh, Bible study and message from 1 Peter. Uh, we began a series last week. Brother Todd introduced us to this book of the Bible, how Peter gives instruction and encouragement to the believers and the followers of Jesus Christ uh, as we live life here on this earth waiting for the Lord's return and for the fullness of our salvation to come about. I want to invite you to join me this morning in 1 Peter. I'll be reading from the first chapter of this book. We're looking today uh, at this text in the context of the difficult days that the early church uh, was experiencing under Nero and the Roman Empire. It was a time of persecution, it was a time of trouble. It was very difficult and very hard for the early church because as believers in their culture politically and in their culture as their uh, families and their uh, previous religion uh, as Jews, uh, many of those people were ostracized from their families. And so they dealt with a lot of different circumstances and situations of life. And so I think that this book is so applicable for us today as believers as we deal with the circumstances and the struggles of life. And I believe as we go through this study, you're going to recognize and identify some things that are very relevant to you today as a believer. And so prayerfully join with us uh, in, I encourage you to uh, take uh, the scriptures and, uh, and look for a personal uh, application of this as it would uh, help and strengthen you as a believer in Christ. As was made mention earlier, Peter, the writer of this letter, uh, is writing to the believers in the early church to give them encouragement uh, during a time of great difficulty. And when we look at Peter and take note of him being the human author of this book that the Holy Spirit used to deliver this message, we recognize from Peter's life that he was an individual that suffered many ups and downs in his life and in his ministry and as a follower of Jesus. Uh, he had those uh, circumstances and situations that were of great encouragement and strength to him, but he also had days and events that brought him uh, very, very low. We would say way down in the valley. But he found in his life of following Jesus and in his faith in Jesus what it was that strengthened and encouraged him and in the text today, I hope that we will be able to learn those things from him so that we will be able to experience the same type of encouragement and joy. And that was his purpose in writing to these believers, it was that he might be able to encourage them. So we see that Peter did not allow those difficult experiences of life to pull him down and to keep him down. We see in his life that at times he lost focus on what it meant to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. 
At times he had doubts about things and he expressed those doubts. At times he questioned the Lord during the Lord's personal ministry as Peter walked with him. There were even days, even times when Peter denied knowing Jesus. But through these situations and circumstances and through his relationship with Jesus, he became a person not of doubts and questions and denial, but he became a person of great faith and not only great faith about being a follower of Jesus, but a person of great excitement and joy about being a follower of Jesus. And so that's where Peter is going to lead and direct us in, in these scriptures today as followers of Jesus. When he writes this, at this point in his ministry, as he encourages others, he has found clarity about what it means to live as a child of God and praise Him regardless of the circumstance or the situation, how difficult it might be. So today, as we look at this text, we're going to take note of how worthy God is to be praised in spite of difficult times. And two points of emphasis that we want to pull out of this uh, message from Peter is we want to pull out what it is to be excited and understand that we should be excited about salvation, about God's salvation. And we want to grasp and have a better understanding of the worth and the value of salvation that God has provided for us. And if we do these two things in this text, we will be encouraged, we will be strengthened, we will, I think, experience joy in spite of the circumstance, and we will give praise to the one who has provided and the one who has given us salvation. If you would read with me in our text this morning, 1 Peter, the first chapter, we'll begin reading it, the third verse. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And through you, though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, 
the salvation of your souls. As we look at the text this morning, the first words, the first statement that we see in this part of the, the, the presentation that Peter writes is praise be to God. You know, people that are excited about something, they demonstrate joy. They're quick to give praise and recognition and to speak highly of whatever it is that they're celebrating, whatever it is they're experiencing, or whoever it is that has provided this for them. And so when Peter begins to speak about salvation, and he begins to express the reason for his great excitement and joy, his first impulse is to praise God and to give due recognition and credit to the source of salvation, to the source of deliverance, and to the source of hope. So we see in verse 3 as we begin this text, praise be to God. He is worthy to be praised. Another translation words it like this. It says, all praise is His. And so the Father has given us His Son, Jesus Christ. It is the Father who has shown us mercy and grace. It is the Father who has raised Jesus from the grave and that's something for us to have joy and, and celebration in because in the resurrection of Jesus, He wasn't resurrected for His sin. He was resurrected for ours. And so His resurrection is victory for us over sin and the conquering of sin. And because of what Jesus has done, we live. We live. We think of the primary thing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus lives. He was resurrected, so He lives again. But in the resurrection, we live. Without Jesus' victory over death, hell, and the grave, there would be no life for us. But you see, in all of this that God has provided and that God has done through Jesus and through the submission of Jesus to the Father's will, you and I are the beneficiaries in all these things. And so we live. And so in us, there is a new birth. There is a, a spiritual birth and a spiritual life that it's not of this world and it's not of this carnal flesh. It is of God. And the Spirit of God comes in to indwell and to be with us as we have this experience with God because of His provision for us. And you see... Even though the circumstances of life might be difficult, even though we live in a sin-cursed world, even though we still have all around us the consequence, the effect, the curse of sin present, we understand that God's provision for us rises above and conquers all of that. And it is through Jesus Christ, it is through God's plan 
through God's purpose that we have victory over these things. And so in this verse of Scripture, some of the great encouragement that I see in these verses, the encouragement that Peter gives is that because of what God has done, because of what Jesus has done, we have great expectation. We're not people of doom and gloom. We are people of great expectation because not only what we experience now is the work of God through Jesus Christ, but what we are going to experience in the future, what is yet to come, what is expressed as our living hope, something that we are assured we are going to see and experience, God's provision through us and the completion of our salvation and the conquering of sin. So we have an inheritance as the children of God. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, as the Scriptures tell us. We look forward to that which God has promised and that He will deliver to us, and which this Scripture says it is kept for us. It is secure. It will never perish. It will not spoil. It will not fade away. It is God's provision that we look forward to with great anticipation and great hope. And so we can be truly glad. We can rejoice greatly because of the work of Jesus Christ and because of God's grace extended to us in Him. You and I, blessed beyond measure through the work of Jesus Christ. And by accepting Him as our salvation, by accepting Him as our solution to our sinful condition, we experience God's grace. And we have opportunity then to join in, to be a part of, and to celebrate salvation. Be excited about it. And give God the praise. You and I are also in a special generation or a special time frame. The Scriptures tell us when we look at this in the context of people being excited about salvation, the Scripture tells us here that the Old Testament prophets, those men and women that spoke of this and that were given a message of prophecy by God to speak of it, that they had this tremendous excitement about the coming of the Messiah and about the salvation that Jesus would provide when He came. And it says that they searched and they looked and they, they dug because this was a wonderful thing prophesied. Another prophecy, another thing that this passage tells us about here is uh, about the angels in heaven. And I like to think of this as uh, if you go to a sporting event, there's always these fans there that are on the edge of their seats and they are so focused on what's going on and at any little thing that happens, they jump and they celebrate and they yell and they express great joy because of what has occurred. The Scriptures tell us that the angels in heaven, 
that they long looking into these things about God's plan of salvation and men receiving forgiveness of their sins through Jesus Christ. And the Scriptures tell us that when an individual comes to accept Jesus in the forgiveness of their sins, that there is joy and there is celebration in heaven. And the Scriptures give us other examples of this tremendous occurrence for joy, for celebration, and for praise to God. And so we certainly should learn and understand and be excited about the salvation that God has given us in order that we would give Him reverence and praise and honor and glory. And of course, I think as we do this, something else that we recognize is as we grow in the Lord, as we walk through the difficulties of life, we began to mature and understand the worth, the value of our salvation. How important it is for us in our everyday walk of life and in dealing with the circumstances and situations that we encounter in this walk of life. And so Peter talks about the worth of our salvation, how priceless it is. It's referred to in one of the verses here as being a priceless inheritance. It is a joy that we have that is above the trials and the troubles and the tribulations of life. James says, count it all joy when you fall into different kinds of trials or troubles or temptation, knowing this, that this trial is going to work great things in your life. And so in this text, in verse 7, Peter gives the, the statement that it results in these experiences of life, trusting in the Lord's salvation, faith in Jesus Christ, in His words of instruction and guidance for us, that they result in praise, glory, and honor for Him, for the Lord Jesus Christ, for God the author and finisher of our faith, and for us the recipients of this great salvation. Paul also likens this, I guess what we commonly think of as the most precious commodity here on the earth when we think of gold. And Peter talks about gold being refined, purified, and made even better. But even in its best state, gold still will perish. But what we have in Jesus Christ will never perish. And so it is more precious, more value than gold. Anything that this world can offer cannot compare to what we have available to us in Jesus Christ. Salvation, the forgiveness of our sins, relationship with our Savior and our Creator God. And this done through His plan, through His purpose in Jesus Christ coming to pay the price of sin and to cover us. And each individual 
has opportunity to be the recipient of that. I hope this morning in this message and in these scriptures that you find great encouragement and that you are able to find joy and that you are able to find that place of being able to give recognition to God for what He has done and allowing that to strengthen you as you walk through the circumstances of life. Because there is nothing in life, there's no trial, there is no effect of sin that can overwhelm the gift of God to us in Jesus Christ, His Son. This morning, if you do not know Jesus, if you have not come to that place yet where you have put your faith in Him, let me encourage you today to do that. God has made a provision for you to have forgiveness of your sins. Jesus has fulfilled His mission as our sacrifice and our conqueror of sin. And so today, simply by acknowledging to God that you're a sinner and by asking His forgiveness and by taking Jesus as your salvation and putting your trust and your faith in Him, you can know and experience and walk in this joy that lifts you above the struggles of this sinful world in this life. If you would do that in your own words and the thoughts of your mind and the desires of your heart, we would love to celebrate that with you and we would love to help you in any way that we can to encourage you and to help you to grow. And so if you have done that or would do that this morning, if you would, if you would text to us trust now to 94000, we would love to be able to have contact with you and to help you and encourage and guide you in your walk of faith with Jesus Christ. And if you are a child of God, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, Today, celebrate what you have. Recognize the value of what is yours in spite of the circumstances of your life. Today, look to God for His guidance and for the joy that He can give you. And remember, He is worthy to be praised because He has provided all of this for us. I hope that you're blessed in this message this morning and would ask that you would join together as we give continued praise to our Lord and to our Savior. God bless.